Life Audio. Today we're excited to share a collection of parenting and homeschooling podcasts from the Life Audio Podcast Network with you. If you like what you hear, make sure to check out the show notes of this episode and go subscribe. First up, let's hear a segment from Empowering Homeschool Conversations. What do we want our children to believe about themselves? into adulthood because our kids oh, are going to spend 75 to 80%, God willing, of their lives as adults. And yeah. what they hear now, the messages that they receive consistently as a habit, as a pattern, are the thoughts and beliefs that they will take with them into adulthood. And we know now, right. we know now, not just with neurodivergent kids, kids with ADHD, autistic kids, just children with dyslexia, anxiety, uh, trauma backgrounds through whether it's through adoption or foster care or complex, you know, difficult childhood experiences. But we know that what we have been doing historically as a culture and as a even a church with people that don't fit in the box is not serving them well. We just have to no, look at not. our mental health statistics. We have to look at what the, I mean, just ADHD alone, the increased likelihood of drug abuse, early pregnancies, um, risky behaviors, untreated, mm-hmm. un- unaddressed, uh, is is unacceptable. And so to me, what I realized, and, and we as adults, even if we don't consider ourselves neurodivergent or we didn't consider mm-hmm. ourselves with special needs or struggling as struggling learners, we know what we're struggling with based <laughs> on, Right. Oh, yeah. No, it's our stuff that we brought that came up in childhood that we're we're holding on to and that really are rooted deeply in us. Oh, absolutely. Right. So all that to say what for me, it's been what do I want my kids to take with them up here in their heart, in their spirit? What do they want? I want them to believe about themselves Mm -hmm. because it's that person that feels confident that feels loved, that feels valued, that feels like I can make a difference. Like for my, for, for my boy, you know, it was something as simple as I used to get so angry because he would climb up a a shelf that I told him not to, because he wanted the one M&M that was on the top shelf behind the boxes that he knew were there, you know, and at two years old, he would climb up and the house would be a mess and the kitchen would be a mess after I turned my back for two minutes. And what, what, what does traditional approaches tell us to do? No, sir. Absolutely not. You need to nip it in the bud. Mm-mm. If I continued that way, because he was always having those situations, right. what was he, what's he going to think about himself? Yeah. So it had to change. It had to change to, wow, buddy, you are so perseverant. God has a plan for you. He gave you all this perseverance. I wonder what he's going to do for you. Now let's back up. Let's try that again. That's just a tiny tidbit, but it's right. reframing the lens on behavior, Mm, learning, everything to God gave us this kid who Mm -hmm. is, who he has mighty plans for, right? We say these things. And yet, I mean, I'm going to have to speak, you know, a lot to this church piece, but like, we, we, we have got to, uh, he says, let the little children come to me. Oh, that he doesn't say once your mom fixes you. Right. (laughs) Once your mom gets you to fall in line and your mom nips it in the bud. He doesn't say that. Right. He says the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Have Mm -hmm. a childlike faith. Right. So really to value that child with the vision 
of where and who you want them to believe they are right. about themselves. That helps yeah. a lot. That is so powerful because, yes, um, the last thing that we want to do is take away exactly what God has given them to be unique because, I mean, we say that over and over again, but our actions say something totally different because we're stuck in those ruts of, well, this is what good parenting, this is what good homeschooling is supposed to look like. And, And then we just start appeasing, you know, that that perfect picture or what, um, or what we think we, the boxes we have to check to get to the other side. And, and yet I love that it's, it's your child's shape box that, that needs to do that. Yes. Wow. That is, that that is just something to ponder and really rest on. I know I, I look back and think of how much I, I messed up my kids, (laughs) you know, (laughs) because I didn't know any different. Yes. And, you know, now that God has been just, so kind to to take me to a place where he's like you know what all i want is you yes i don't want the stuff that you want to do for me i don't want the publicity i can do it myself you know what Mm -hmm. i want is just you to sit here and to learn from me and and if we took more time in our homeschool planning to do that and to look at our child and place our child before god and say I'm offering this child up now <laughs> to yeah. you. How, how do I teach them? You know, mm-hmm. how do I, I see them? Mm-hmm. How do I see them beyond all of the, the other stuff? Now let's hear from Rachel Carmen, host of Real Refreshment. Today we are doing our M&M for the month of June and we are doing Psalm 100. And one of the beautiful things about the book of Psalms, if you have not already noticed it, and I am surrounded once again by all of my beloved reference books and tools. I've got my Bible and my notebook and my PDF printout and we're back and it's time to take that deep dive in so far as it's possible in our time here. And I do hope that this just spurs you on to dare to study God's Word. That's really my primary objective in our time together is I really want to just inspire you to want to get into God's Word, to dig deeply in, to get to know Him more, to pursue Him, to trust Him, to obey Him. We're going to talk about those two things today. This psalm is one of the short psalms. We've got the whole long psalm thing going in Psalm 119, and we've already studied that this year. And then this is one of the shorter ones. This is Psalm 100, and it is a really powerful psalm. Even though it's short, it really packs a punch. It's only got five verses, and so there's so much that we can squeeze out of this psalm, even though it seems like maybe there's not much here. There's so much here. And so I'm going to do what I normally do. I'm going to show you some things. I'm going to give you some homework because I do that and because I think it's very beneficial to do that. Let's start by reading through Psalm 100. And I want you to pay attention as we read through to the verbs that are in here that are calling our attention. This is actually a psalm wherein you and I are called to action. And there's a lot of action that we're called to here. So let's pay attention to what we're called to as I read Psalm 100. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth, 
Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations. Now, isn't that just a good word? I don't know where this podcast is coming to you today. Maybe you're running errands or rotating laundry or changing another diaper or nursing again or making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or maybe running errands and picking up kids and taking them here and yon. I don't know, but this is a good word. This is a psalm that we could dare to memorize, to sit in, to meditate on. And that is what this series is all about. These are the kinds of things that we need to have in our minds and in our hearts so that we can focus on the things of God. There is so much good here. So I want to start by suggesting to you that there are six exhortations for you and I right here in this psalm. Six things that we're called, that we're challenged, actually seven, sorry about that, miscounted, seven that you and I are called to do. And these are things that we can actively do. These are things that can make all the difference in our day. These are things, moms, that we should dare to model for our children. Because in so doing, we are pointing them to him. Many, many years ago now, Davis and I went to a Ted Tripp parenting conference where he was talking about his book, Shepherding a Child's Heart. And the book itself is totally worth your investment of time. And so I commend it to you. One of the things that Ted said at the live conference, he said that his objective every day was to hold up before his children, a holy, mighty God, and say to his children, oh, my children, that you would know God, that you would know God. In other words, of everything that we could teach our children, of everything that we could do for our children, the most important thing that we could do would be to point them to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that's what this psalm is all about. It is talking to us about what does it look like to worship God. So let's go through these verbs, seven of them. First one in verse one, shout. You and I are admonished in this passage to shout, who to? The Lord. How? Joyfully. You know, our kids played soccer for years and years, and I was a soccer mom, and I loved to shout joyfully for my kids when they played soccer. And that's a great thing to encourage them on. And I'm going to suggest to you, it's a good thing for us to shout joyfully to the Lord. And we don't do that as often, I think, as we should. And the call here is for all of the earth to do that. If you've been listening for any time at all, you know that one of my most favorite times of the day is early morning. And one of my most favorite things to do at that time of the day is to get up before the birds are singing. Now, I know that sounds crazy. My internal alarm clock tends to get me up pretty early, especially these days. And if I actually get up early, sometimes I can get up before the first bird is even singing. 
And I love to open my back screen door, right, and just wait for that first bird to start singing in the morning. Because birds know what it's like, right, to break the silence and to shout joyfully. In my imagination, they're shouting praises to the Lord. And it says all the earth is to do that. That includes the creation, the waves, the animals, the birds, right? All of them are to shout joyfully to the Lord. Verb number two, serve. Who? The Lord. Shout to the Lord. Serve him with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that he is God. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with Viking King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. As a reminder, to keep listening to the episode previews you're hearing, check out today's show notes. The last show we're going to preview today is from Leslie Nunnery from the Homeschooling Families podcast. You know, I talk to moms all the time who just have such a burden and a desire and so many gifts and talents and they just feel like they're laying dormant. You you miss the beauty of what you're doing in the season where you're waiting if all you're looking at is the the dream or whatever that you feel like is laying dormant. And yet God teaches us so much through those seasons. And then the doors that he opens are so much different and better than anything we would have imagined because we see firsthand that his ways are better and higher than our ways. Yes, just like it says in Isaiah 55. Absolutely. So I would like to encourage, and I mean, I still don't consider myself an older mom. I just turned 40 this year. I have two-year-olds. I have four-year-olds. But I know that I have been in this game for a lot longer than a mom that has a two-year-old and one-year-old and is 23, which is where I was 16 years ago, but 15 years ago. So I know that feeling and I know how I felt wanting to get a book published because I I always say this. I'm a very pragmatic person. I'm not a dreamer. I'm very much so like, give me the next deadline. Give me the next task I need to be doing. Um, Let me block out my days so that I can be productive, but also peaceful because I don't like feeling like I'm running around like a chicken with my hand cut off. And, and the Lord has grown me in my self-discipline and my productivity in good ways for sure over the years. And I do have better time management than I used to, but I've always been fairly self-directed. So as a 25-year-old mama of two, and I always tell people, my hardest season of motherhood was when I quote unquote only had two kids and they were both really small because I had zero perspective. I had no idea what the Lord was going to use to grow me, that the, that they would ever get over the stages that they were in that were really hard, <laughs> the really, really hard potty training, which can really like mess with your sanity and the meltdowns and the not being able to buckle, you know, Texas heat is brutal 
just buckling car seats and try not to burn their little legs and sweat your face off in the middle of a Texas 103 degree with 85% humidity, 85,000% humidity. Um, summer is just kind of a very small trial, but feels like a trial indeed when you're buckling four car seats, you know. And I, I really the only dream that I've ever consistently had that stayed with me has been publishing has been having books in my name because I love to write and I always had when I was probably six, seven years old. So to see that the Lord did not literally allow that to come to full fruition until I was 39 years old, but that I was able to look back and go, oh, look, at that moment, you were preparing me for this. And then you gave me a little more confidence here. And you gave me a little bit more of a platform here. And you gave my husband more of a vision for it here. And actually did, I have a podcast and I just did a podcast talking about the stages in life because I was at a speaking event and I had several people be like, I don't understand now you're here when you have 10 children and you're like, how do you have merch? How do you like, how do you do this? And they're just picturing it all happening. Like, boom, this just got dropped into your life. And that's really not how the Lord does it. And there were so many years. I remember when I was 31, I went to a blogging conference and I just changed my name to what it is now. I used to be a different name for my blog. And so it was changed to five uh, to uh, MS for Mama from Five Days, Five Ways. And I had all these agents that were like, that's a really remarkable name. Like you should send us an email, send us an email. And the Lord just so clearly told me no for a variety of reasons. Circumstantially, lack of confidence, lack of clear vision for where I needed to be in the, in the message I needed to be conveying, my husband's hesitancy. And so at the time it felt discouraging, but now I'm so grateful because I have all of those things, the confidence, the circumstances, the support of my husband, and the peace that comes with all of those things falling into place because of the Lord orchestrating them instead of my forcing it. When I force things, things don't go well. Exactly. When it's clearly the Lord's leading, it's not always easy, but it's clear that it's right. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. For a full list of Christian podcasts, please check out lifeaudio.com. Hello, I'm Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we are the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. What we believe is that addiction is not a surprise to God. That's right. We discuss addiction from a biblical worldview and how true freedom comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolute freedom from addiction. The secular worldview of once an addict, always an addict is just not true. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, subscribe to Life After Addiction at lifeaudio.com.